there, Green Future Growers. Thanks for joining us today. If you're new to the show, I hope you'll subscribe on iTunes or your favorite Android app. And let's get growing. Happy anniversary to us. Happy anniversary to us. Happy anniversary, dear Green Future Growers. Happy anniversary to us. So today is Tuesday, January 29th. Four years ago, I launched my podcast and it would not be the success it is without you, my amazing listeners, those of you who have come on and been guests, those of you who have guests who've been guests and turned into listeners. I can't thank you enough from the bottom of my heart, letting me be the humble host. You know, I love biographies. I love learning about you. I love more than anything, sharing our passion for saving the planet, for growing healthy food, for eating healthy food. I've done so many super, um, interviews the last few days I think you're going to love. I've been working like crazy on the free organic garden course and the workbook that kind of, you know, follows Mike and my's journey, hopefully with some wisdom and things that we've learned and answers to your questions. It's certainly not every answer to every question. It's definitely not a definitive um, book, but um, hopefully will help you by the end of the season after you read it, having a space that you love in your backyard to share with your family, share with your friends, to be in that produces some um, healthy food. Uh, hopefully we've shared tips for how you can grow the most amount of food in the smallest space that you're growing or at least being more productive in the spaces, showing you the mistakes that we've made and things that have been successful for us or maybe I should say mostly Mike, but I, I feel like I've learned so much um, since I started this podcast. I definitely felt like I had a brown thumb, couldn't keep anything alive and have come so far. I mean, I, one thing that really sticks out with me was when I had that um, little lettuce garden for the guinea pig in my classroom. And um, I had an emergency like at the end of the school year for three, four days I was gone. And then there was a weekend and like five days were gone and I came back and it was dead. And, but the thing from that that made me realize was I had really been keeping that alive. And I was so amazed that my students, because even though we had a gardener in the classroom, that it just didn't like it was so dead when I came back and just uh, how long I've been keeping it alive that year. And just the things growing my buckwheat last summer and just sharing with so many guests, Robin Kelson and Patty Armbruster and Matthew Zeller and Angel Garbarino and Kara Koslowski and Kim Romerl and John Moore and just Joe the Mason. I was just talking to him on Facebook the other day because we've been um, looking at uh, this farm in Maine that I don't have no idea how we found it, but it's like 175 acres that Mike and I are just it comes with this huge house where you're thinking, oh, wouldn't that be so cool to make an organic school there? Not that I can ever imagine us moving to Maine, but just um, between looking at the book and seeing all the hard work Mike's done and the amazing place I get to live here. And Alan Denko, who said, we want to see some of the pictures of um, your place that you talk about so much. So I, I filled this book, 95, 97% are pictures I've taken that Mike grew um, and just things that we've done together to kind of, I hope, illustrate the steps we've taken to build our organic oasis. And uh, I really feel like gardening is kind of a lot like painting. It's like being an artist, but your palette is much more difficult to control. You don't know what's going to go where, what's going to grow well. Um, 
you know, but just it's so beautiful and it changes every year and just, uh, I don't know. Happy anniversary. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and just being there. And I, if the, you know, thank you all of you have responded and, and signed up for our email list and just been supportive and just, I hope that this book is great for you. I also came up with just a total blank garden journal. Um, that's just line pages and sketchbook pages. Um, that maybe you'll like. I kind of thought maybe they would go good together. Um, so if you want to support us on Amazon, uh, I was hoping the free organic workbook would be done today. It might be done by the end of the day. It might not be Friday. What can you do? It's 146 pages. It's full color. It's going to cost about twenty five ninety five when it's done. Um, it's pretty much the lowest I can go for a full color book. But to me, it's amazing that Amazon... Um, came out with that and so you know it goes through the basic chapters that are in free organic garden course and then in the course that I've been redoing there's videos I tried to take a lot of videos last summer of um, the things that I know I had talked about to kind of illustrate it Um, but it goes through the basic chapters of um, you know healthy food starts with healthy soil some people were like you're crazy to start your book out talking about compost and if you really hate compost i've given you other solutions in there maybe you'll find one of the great green future growers like Kara bellamy who would love to compost your scraps and greens and and have butterflies growing in your yard um and she's right down the neighborhood you know maybe there's somebody out there um that you can connect with that will take your scraps off your hands um if you really hate, but I've tried to break it down. People that, you know, once you get it to me, the biggest thing is air. And then I, a lot of this book is talking about what I would do is if I didn't have Mike here to do a lot of the work he does for me. So like I kept thinking a lot this summer when I was visiting my mom to kind of, um, cause I have so much combo. I mean, I just eat so many salads and everything like my, her little compost bin, cause she's just this little teeny tiny old woman who just, or she's actually really young for her age. You know, she plays golf still and, just, you know, tennis and, and works in the garden like crazy, but I, she doesn't eat very much. You know, she eats like a bird. And so when I'm there, her little compost thing that probably lasts her a few days, you know, I would like be overflowing by the time the end of the day came. So I was thinking that I almost built her a warm bin. And I, I keep thinking if I was going to start over by myself, that's where I would start. Because I was also successful with the warm bin in my classroom. And, and then it talks about, you know, growing cover crops and, um, you know, how to build that healthy soil. And then it gets into garden goals. Like I really feel like one of the things I've heard a lot on my show is people getting overwhelmed and here comes August and July and like, do I, you know, how many weeds am I going to have or going away for the weekend and you come back and and what's changed and how much work you put into your garden. So I kind of like tried to help you come up with like a way to, you know, like come up with one specific goal for this year that you want, that's going to make it an oasis, someplace you love to be, not someplace that you're dreading, someplace you enjoy, someplace, you know, um, like there's a big difference to me just in our garden between our garden and Mike's mini farm I've really seen in these last that he built four years ago when we put our deep well in and and then I'm trying like hoping to take more control over the the garden part that's like closer to the house and 
although I am thinking a lot more, I've been looking a lot about the flower books and um, how flower farming, one of the reasons I'm certainly not going to be successful is because I would have to have like a place as big as Mike's mini farm, or if not, like both Aaron Benzikin, I think at JM48, talk about their places are two acres. I think Mandy Griff's Lower Valley Farm is two acres. And our Mike's mini farm is only a third of an acre. So what would that be? A third, a third, a third, two, three thirds, six. It's like six times as much space as he's growing there. And so that learning curve is huge if you're going to become an actual profitable marking farm. Um, you know, do you, do you really have that space? And our little bit of space, could we really grow that? And to me, just watching a lot of it's been like showing the difference between when we first started and we just had the garden beds at the house the first year Mike had the mini farm, I think he grew like four times as much produce. Last year, I'm sure he grew like close to 10 times as much produce um, in that same amount of space. So it kind of talks about, you know, the struggles we've had. Certainly water, uh, having a consistent source of water has been our number one thing. In J.M. Fortier's book, he he talks about, you know, if you're going to grow this much you're going to have to have some kind of reservoir, which, you know, we're fortunate Mike has his backhoe. So uh, last summer, he finally kind of built this reservoir space that um, Jim Fortier talks about and that we've always wanted to do. Now, I don't know what the next steps are, if he's got to put a plastic liner in there or how all that kind of thing works. But just, you know, we really want to build a root cellar, but, you know, we're struggling there. So, you know, time commitments, money commitments, what can you do? But on the flip side, you know, I think you will see when you look through this book or you, if you go to the course, uh, how far we've come, some of the things that we've done, hopefully there's some tips in there to help your journey, um, be easier. I don't know, it, you know, if it had a professional editor, it would probably be fancier. Um, but on the flip side, I really do think there are things you can learn. Uh, one of the big guiding forces is I went through and made quizzes for each chapter that you can go online and take the quiz in the garden course. Um, and I think that's kind of been like making sure each chapter has 10 questions that you can answer so that you're learning. So anyway, I can't believe I've been talking for 10 minutes. Uh, that's where I'm at. So hopefully any day now I'll be launching. I'm hoping... 2019 is going to be the year of the webinar. I've been working on a webinar with Steve Zuka, who's a little more into like upscale type of farming work. He's got this great thing where he teaches you how to build a irrigation water system that go that you bury in the ground under your vegetables. That sounds so compelling. I'm really interested in learning about and just um, I was part of his soil health summit. And so I've had some great people come on from the soil health summit to be guests. Um, and just we've got lots of things going this year so I can't say enough to thank you for listening and if you need anything um, you know reach out to Mike and I uh, on Facebook or email or through the website and just thank you so much for listening and being a green future grower and happy anniversary hey there green future growers would you like your friends and neighbors to create an organic oasis too would you like others in your area to learn about earth-friendly practices for their gardens and yards? If so, we would love it if you would share the Organic Gardener podcast with your local community or college radio station today. Thanks again for listening, and remember, grow local.